Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me again for another edition of The Spilled Tea. I am one of your hosts, David. I will be joined by Kyle pretty soon. He's running late. Um, Michael is actually um, in, if you can believe it, um, Las Vegas, little sinner, Jezebel, probably being naughty. He did post a picture of this um, hot guy, and I said, oh, my God, who is that hottie? And he said, that's one of my favorite comedians, um, Peter Lee. And he's like, I have a secret crush on him. I'm like, well, I have a very open crush on him. Gorgeous. And um, then his friend posted, oh, you guys look cute together, like a cute couple. And he says, oh, well, thanks for always having my back. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, hey, I don't care. All, all for themselves. I'll take that and push Michael out of the way. But anyway, um, today we're going to be discussing a few topics. Of course, number one is going to have to be Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, come on, we can't not discuss that. I think I want to wait for Kyle to discuss that. Um, and also, Miss Kyle is going to be going to the Tony Awards event today. I don't know what that entails, so we'll find out the deets when he comes. And, um, yeah, so before he gets here, I can just start off. My weekend, well, my week has been awesome, but my weekend, I um, slept in Friday, and I didn't have to work, actually, yesterday, but I went to Western Mass. I saw Spy, the movie, which was hilarious.com. It was so funny. Melissa McCarthy is brilliant, and I love the fact that she's not a size four actress who's five eight and you know the most beautiful actress on the planet. She looks like an average woman that you would see walking down the street. She nails the whole. What they did for her character was they had a scene, let's say, where the younger character she was chasing zipped over a car, you know, like did a whole flip over a car. And, of course, Melissa, she's like, are you kidding me? And she tries to do it, and she falls on her face. But the whole message that I got from the movie is that even if you don't look like a standard beauty or you don't look like the standard whatever, you can still get a job done. So um, I really loved it. I thought it was a great movie, a great message, and just so good. I love I loved the movie. Um, and Jude Law is in it. That man, the older he gets, the hotter he gets. He's going to be like George Clooney. Um, yeah, but again, it was a good movie. I'd encourage everybody to see it. Um, after that, I went to a painting party to benefit my nephew, Tyler, who I, I don't know the full story, but I think his heart was born outside of where it's supposed to be. So they had to do surgery to put it back in, and he's got like a big scar running from the middle of his chest. I jokingly say that he's got the heart of a baboon, although he didn't get a new heart. Um, He's just so energetic, and he will be the first person to take off his shirt. He doesn't care about his scar. And he's, I think he's six right now, so or seven. And he just doesn't care. He has his mohawk. Like, he's just such a, 
a good kid, and he's funny, and like I said, energetic and bubbly, and whenever he sees me, he runs up to me, and it's almost like he tries to tackle me, but he can't because he's little. Like, I think he clears my waist. I'm not really sure, but, yeah, he's just such a good kid. So, painting party was cool. Um, I got to paint this landscape, and I called it the Happy Little Tree from Bob, Bob Ross because there's a tree and there's a sun, and then I put birds in the background. I don't know why. Even my first painting that I did at the painting party, I put birds. I don't know. I think birds give me like a... The thing about birds that I love is they're free. They can do and go wherever they want to go. You know, they're not constricted to one area. So I painted some birds, and then I put little people underneath my tree. There's kind of like a fat little guy, and there's a woman with, like, a ponytail. And it's like a little, 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 little blob. But if you look at it, you can tell it's like a dude and a girl. And my sister's like, is that you as Emily and the guy that you want to be with? Because I know you like guys that aren't, like, skinny. And I'm like, huh, I guess. I didn't really think about it. I just kind of drew them. So if you actually follow me on Instagram... D-O-Q-U-I-N-N-7-6. You can see the painting. It's, I think it's cute. I think it's adorable. But while we were there, the um, the woman, one of the assistant teachers that were there, she was just so... <laughs> I guess she, like, thought I was really funny and she loved me because she kept coming over to me and helping me. Oh, my God, you're so funny. Like, it was just... Really fun. Oh, you're blending. It's perfect. Meanwhile, my sister's sitting next to me, and this girl is so freaking talented. She freestyled a bonsai tree. You heard me. Freestyled a bonsai tree from a picture. I mean, she's always been artistic. She's always been painting, and she won coloring contests when we were kids. But I mean, who freestyled a bonsai tree? Really? So the the woman said nothing to her. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. As we were leaving, you know, it was my sister Mandy who organized it, my sister Jamie who was sitting next to me, and Jamie's hus- or Mandy's husband Joe, and we're all leaving together. <laughs> the woman says, bye, David, have a good night. And I'm like, what about these people? And they all just laughed. Um but, yeah, it was funny. It was fun. It was fun, too. Um, if you ever want to host an event or do an event, a painting party is so fun. And you don't have to be an artist. You don't have to be the best at doing crafts and whatnot. You just have to be able to say, you know what? I just want to do something different. And I want to create something. If you like to create, then you can do this. Uh, I actually have a friend who is an actual painter by trade. He does also um, acting. Um, He's very handsome, by the way. Uh, He's in the Boston area, and he actually hosts painting parties. He's like, he'll come to your house, and he'll host it, and... I wish I could have hired him because he was an awesome and all my friends that are girls would have drooled over him because he's so cute. But, um, yeah, definitely something I would do in the future and whatnot. Oh, I forgot to back up, back up, back up. So the first thing I did Saturday was my roommate Adam and I went to brunch. Um, I hadn't gotten around to telling him about my transition, so I decided let me just tell him. So I told him, and we got to talking, and he was already out of the apartment. I'm not going to tell his business. And he's like, oh, um, I'm in Boston. Let's meet for brunch. And I said, okay. So we went to this place. Now, I thought it was called something else because I went with my friend Carlos like a billion years ago. But we ended up driving and finding this place called Mike's Diner on Washington Street in Boston. And I'm like, this isn't it, but this looks cute. Let's go in. So we went in. 
it was literally wall-to-wall hot guys. There was hot single guys with their friends with girlfriends. There were hot dads with their kids and their wives. It was insane. I'm like, what the hell is going on? At every table, there was a hot guy. And then at one point, there's this little girl sitting with, it was her, her hot dad, her mom, her aunt, or maybe like the mom's best friend, that girl's hot dad, and then a little baby. And the little girl turned around and looked at me, and she's like smiling, and I'm waving at her. And I start to say, because, of course, she can't hear me. Only my roommate sitting across me can hear me. I'm like, hi, stepdaughter. I'm going to be your stepmommy. Hi, your dad's hot. You know, (laughs) pretty funny. Um, Yeah, but across from us was one of my, like, I've never seen anyone look so much like my type. He was tall. He had brown hair, but, like, flecks of gray in it. He was dressed in, like, a a blue button-down with dark blue jeans and moccasins. I was, like, drooling over this man. And uh, I was telling my my friend about him and how there were, like, so many hot guys and whatever. And she's like, you know what? You're going to find that hot guy that you want. I just want to let you know he's probably not going to be a property brother. And I'm like, you know what? The thing about Jonathan Scott is, if you look at every guy that I've ever had a crush on in my entire life, he fits each one of them. Like, if you could put them all together, he fits them. So let me just break this down for you. Jonathan Scott is tall. He's 6'5". He's very gorgeous. He used to be an underwear model, actually. He's funny, if you ever watch the show. He and Drew are actually comedians. They're also magicians. He can fix Anything around the house that happens, okay? He loves kids. He loves dogs and all kinds of animals. He has two pets. I think I don't know what breed their dogs of dogs they are, but he has two dogs. And whenever he talks about his dogs in the show, he starts to get teary eyed. Even though he can demolish a floor, he can break down a wall, he can detect asbestos. This guy can, is like the most manly guy on the planet. You get him talking about his dogs, and he bursts into tears. And it's just like, he's so perfectly my type. It's disgusting. But um, and I'm so mad because he was on Periscope today, and I completely missed it. It was like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to be Periscope at 2 p.m., ask away. And I completely forgot about it. I got hooked into watching TV. And I was like, oh, damn it. And so as I was starting to watch Pretty Woman, on ABC Family, like, oh, my God, I just totally missed it. So I'm really mad at myself for missing that. Um, And, yeah, and then today I decided to order myself brunch from a cafe nearby and just been relaxing. Um, I did make a major decision this week as well, or last week now. Um, As of August 1st, I am going to be fully transitioning into um, a trans woman, and my name is going to be Emmeline Morgan Taylor. The story behind the name, I think I mentioned it before, Emily is the name of an aunt that I had when I was growing up. She's really my, my biological aunt's best friend. She lived down the street from us in Springfield. She used to always let me you know, come over her house and sneak over her house, ride my bike, walk over, whatever. And I used to play with her makeup, play with her, you know, dresses. She she was like five two, five one, and she was always having these like thick high heels. And I would always walk in them, and she didn't care. She was just like, do this at my apartment. Don't tell anybody. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't understand it when I was a kid, but I just did it. And it was so much fun. And then when we moved, I lost in touch with her. And I remember she gave me a necklace that said unique on it one Christmas, and I got it all tangled, and it broke, and I never found it. And, um, 
then what happened was she actually passed away in 2009 and I never really got to say thank you for what you did for me, you know. Um, so when I was thinking of a name for myself, which is, like Caitlyn Jenner said, the hardest thing in the world to do, um, I decided to go with Emily. Um, now, my mother had told me a long time ago that if I was born a girl, I would have been Desiree Morgan O'Quinn. So when I was writing my book, I took the name Desiree and I used it in my book. But I didn't want to go by that as a character or um, as a person because it was already a character. And I mean, it would have been easy for, as far as alliteration purposes go, you know, going from David to Desiree, it would have been easy, you know, D.D. But I'm not looking to make it easy for people. I want it to be easy for me. And I want to be comfortable with how it turns out. It's funny because last night when I was painting, the instructor said, I want to help you make these clouds the way that they, that you want them to look and this painting the way that you want it to look because it's going to be yours and I want you to be happy with the way it turns out in the end. And, you know, even though she said it last night, that's something that I kept thinking when I was, you know, thinking of a name. I just, I want to be happy with it and I want to be able to uh, use this name and respond to this name and feel proud of it. So, Emily's going to be my name, and Morgan's going to be my middle name because it kind of represents who I could have been, you know, and Emily Morgan sounds like a really, I don't know, it just works for me. And the last name Taylor, which I'm dropping my current last name, is to honor Jamie and Mandy's brother, Brett, who passed away. Now, Brett was a tailor, and his sister Ashley was a tailor, but Ashley got married, so she had her married last name. So I feel like it's kind of keeping him alive a little bit, kind of like my Aunt Emily, you know, honoring Brett. And um, Yes, and plus I want to eventually, down the road, adopt a daughter, I want to adopt a son and a daughter. I want to name the boy, of course, Brett, because I just love that name anyway. And there aren't a lot of... Brett is not a common name that you have for kids. It's obviously a popular name, but it's not as popular as, like, Jaden or, you know, other names that are out there. So I like Brett. And then my daughter will be named Quinn. So I'm going to be taking tail end of my original last name and just... That's my daughter. It's going to be Quinn Taylor. So I like it a lot. And um, I don't think it would be good to name her Quinn O'Quinn. So I feel like um, the first name of Quinn is perfectly fine. And a different last name would be great. So I'm trying to think down the road. So, um, so yeah, that's the story behind the name. And also, I'm going to be rebranding my book. And when I rebrand my book, there's already an Emily Taylor out there in the um, uh, SAG. So I'm going to be going by Emmy Morgan as my stage name because there isn't one yet. So very excited about this whole thing. Um, there's a lot of Emilys, like uh, Emma Stone, her real name is Emily. And I don't know, I think Emily's a a beautiful name, but I also like the nickname Emmy. But hopefully my friends will just, you know, they love shortening names anyway, you know. I call my sister Jamie, I call her Jane. And, um, yeah, we're going to have nicknames like M or M or I don't know what other names they can think of. But, um, yeah, I'm just excited about this. I actually have a gay hairdresser now, which is so awesome. I joke to my friend. I, I like joking about things that are serious because I just don't know how else to deal with them. So 
I joked with my friends, oh, my God, I have a gay hairdresser. Now I'm really a girl. And um, he's awesome and fabulous, and I just love him to death. And I actually have somebody who's going to be doing my nails for me out here. And um, so I haven't really found anybody that knows how to do makeup, but I'm sure I will. Although I don't want to be that person that globs on the makeup and takes like an hour to get ready. Um, it's not my style. I'm also figuring out that my style isn't very... It's girly, but it's practical. So at work, I'm going to be more of a jeans and t-shirt kind of person. And then outside of work, maybe a little bit more dressy, but I can't do the whole spending an hour and a half to get ready I'm more of a, okay, ready to go? I can do it in half an hour. That's more my style. That's more of who I am. So hopefully I'll be able to translate that once I transition. So we shall see. Um, So, yeah, that's exciting coming up. Um, The more people I tell that are in my life, the more acceptance I get. I had one friend, like I said, wasn't cool with it, hasn't talked to me in, like, seven months. But that's fine. Um, Everyone else has been so supportive and completely on board. And my work has been insanely supportive. I can't even imagine being in your 60s and being in your late 50s and having a coworker come up to you and say, guess what? I'm transitioning to be a woman. Are you okay with that? You know, or you have to be okay with it because, you know, it's work. But, um, yeah, everybody has been so insanely supportive. And I just, 10 years ago, I don't know if this this would be something that I would well, I know this is something that I wouldn't be comfortable saying, but my God, it's just so amazing that I've got such a huge support system. And I do have to thank someone like Caitlyn Jenner. Um, The thing about Caitlyn Jenner is Laverne Cox came to us and she was already a trans woman. So nobody knew her before she transitioned in the public eye anyway. So for somebody like Bruce Jenner to publicly say, I'm transitioning into a woman, and then do it and become Caitlyn Jenner, it's pretty freaking amazing. And it helps the rest of us because this week I was able to start conversations such as, hey, by the way, uh, I have to tell you something. So you know Caitlyn Jenner, right? That's how I started conversations this week. And they were like, oh, my God. I love Caitlyn Jenner. I, I'm so happy for her. And you, oh, my gosh, I didn't know. I'm so happy for you. It's just been so insane. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank everybody in my life that's been so supportive. I mean, I've been friends with people since, I was 10, and I've had to tell them, and they've been awesome. And then my friends that I just met a couple months ago have been awesome. So I really feel fortunate and lucky to be doing this at a time when it is acceptable. And, um, yeah, um, I'm still waiting on, you know, Jonathan Scott. Yeah, he, he, he might. He might find out Emily's a hottie, and he might want to, you know, marry me. You never know. You never know. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, I'm going to keep working on me and being the best person that I can be, which is someone that I've always wanted to be, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah. Um, what else has been going on? Sorry, I'm I'm not trying to stall uh, Kyle is on his way. 
But um, I'm just trying to think of things that he, oh, I know what we could talk about that he would not care about. So um, Young and the Restless is currently in contract negotiations. I don't know if they're going to keep Jill Ferencelt. I hope CBS doesn't. I hope they get the clue that social media is blowing up almost every day over the fact that they, we don't like her producing style and we would rather she be removed from her position and be replaced. Um, I hope they get that point and I hope they hire Ed Scott back or find a different producer, someone with a better track record. They probably won't. Um, They'll probably keep her. But um, if they do, that's a huge slap in the face to fans, really. Um, But as far as the show itself, the quality is just... I mean, there's... The thing is, when you have a storyline or storylines, multiple, that don't work and you keep continuing them because you are stubborn and you think they're great, but the audience does not think they're great at all, that says something. And right now, they're continuing with this um, debacle of a storyline that has to do with I call the Scooby-Doo gang. Well, everybody calls the Scooby-Doo gang. And this week, they think Tobias was the killer. He definitely was the killer. We found evidence that he was the killer. So why is anybody questioning it? But it's like you found evidence before that somebody else was the killer, and you were positive that that person was. And it's just so exhausting to watch and then you got Stitch and Abby, who are continually boring. I feel like I'm complaining about the same things every week, but nothing's changing. And the best thing that they did was um, had Nikki fall off the wagon, and now she's in rehab. And they did this whole thing where you thought she was dead. So she was um, in this, like, she passed out after this drunken binger and she woke up and she was dressed in all white and the guy with her was in all white and she's like, am I dead? And he's like, no, you're, you're home. And so it gave the audience the impression that she was in heaven because home, you know, some people nickname heaven home, you know, in, in movies and TV. Well, she was actually in a rehab center called Hope, and she started her rehab treatment. So I hope they explore not only her current, because she went after Victor and said, you know, you're the reason why I was drinking in the first place. And he's like, how could you dare you say that? I hate when they make him so stubborn he can't see what's in front of him. Um, I hate that. I think it's a disservice to the character, but I'm not the writer. Uh, it's, it's something that I hope that opens up the door for her sister to come back. Um, I hope she explores her child molestation when she was a kid. Obviously, she needs to talk about, you know, how Dylan was conceived and... Um, the New Hope commune and all that. I just hope it just brings stuff up for the character so that we can see, especially for newer viewers who don't go and read her history, they can hear her tell her story from the beginning, you know, and it would be nice to see that and hear that. And Melanie, Melody, sorry, is well overdue for an Emmy. I mean, that woman has consistently brought it. And she's just, I feel she's not recognized for it. I think she's very underrated. And I think she should have been nominated and won when Ian came back and, and Dylan was discovered as being her son. So 
Um, so yeah, that's my review on Young and the Restless. Kyle has joined us, so I'm gonna shut my mouth about that. No, Kyle, it's perfect. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, walk, I'm walking home, and I don't want the um, sirens, so I'll have to mute so I don't, so you don't hear the sirens. <laughs> Um, okay. So you can mute me. Um but you know what? It's fine. I mean it's it's you. You always have sirens, it's fine. Um <laughs> how's your weekend, darling? Mine? Really, really good. Yeah. Um Friday um went out with some um uh, a new friend of mine. He um was an acquaintance to another friend, so we had a great time with a San Francisco buddy of his, so that was a nice time. And then yesterday, just kind of took it easy, went to see Psy, which I saw you saw as well, which I really like, so we can talk about that later. Oh, and then oh my God. Today, so today I got my hair cut. Um, I went down to Tribeca to pick up my computer because I'm taking tomorrow off, and I'm going to go to a Tony's get-together at around mm. 7 next door to my house. Yeah, so um, explain to me, so you're not going to the Tonys itself, you're going to like a viewing party for the Tonys? That is correct. That is correct. The bar next door, the Irish pub next to me is hosting a Tonys get-together where you pay $35, upstairs they're going to show the Tonys on all their TV screens, and it's going to be open bar, Mm -hmm. and they're going to have food to watch through the duration. So that's what I'm doing. So what are you doing today? What do you mean today? That is today. That's like in an hour. Oh, I thought it was tomorrow. Sorry. Um, no, the Tonys are tonight. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I I don't know nothing about the Tonys. Sorry. I, I, I've seen two, three musicals, but I've never like been like the type of person that's like, oh, my God, i got to get to Broadway. i got to, you know, I just, eh. I'm not big into musicals, which is bad because I'm, I should be, but um, so let's talk about Spy. By the way, I just actually did a little brief talk about it and how I loved it and how I felt like Melissa was a great in a great position because of the fact that she's not a Hollywood standard body or beauty, but she still brought it. Uh, what was your review of the movie? Hold on, just a quick second. Um, I really, I really, really liked it. And what I think I liked the most about it is like the humor was really smart, and never once was there like any kind of overt like fat jokes or anything. You know, I mean, yeah. you may have talked about her like her bad taste in clothes and stuff, but it was never that was never the issue that they discussed, which I thought was really smart because it's like, mm. I mean, that would be obvious. And I think the writer mm-hmm. of the show did a good job of not making that a point. You know. And then, like, other than that, chasing that girl. Remember, she was chasing the girl, and the girl, like, flipped over the car, and then she's like, come on. And she tried to do a spell on her face. (laughs) Well, I mean, I could totally see them doing, like, a series of spy movies, like a James Bond with her. I I mean, it was fun. And let's talk about Miranda Hart as her her cohort. How funny was she? They give this woman, and then the writer director Mm -hmm. of the movie actually wrote that part with her in mind. So. That's pretty She's awesome. also the writer and director of Bridesmaids, which got her her first Oscar nomination. And I think he did something else. He's almost like the new the Judge heat. Apatow. You know what I mean? He did The Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. Oh, The Heat, right. Oh, my God, I love that movie. Such a funny movie. And if you notice, the guy, and I'm such I'm, I'm one of these people who, when I watch a movie, I watch every scene and I see all the extras and stuff like that. The guy that was flying on that little scooter thing, he's a comedian named Adam Ray. Look him up. He's gorgeous. Like, legit. One of the hottest comedians I've ever seen in my entire life. I think he's, like, Albanian or something. I don't know. He's gorgeous. I didn't Um, notice that. The thing that, the trivia thing that I noticed was the guy who was on the plane who she, he, um, Frederick, that she, mm-hmm. he was complaining to Raina about that, and she couldn't remember his name, is the guy who played the flight attendant in Bridesmaids, who Kristen Wiig's character made fun of his name. It was kind of funny. But, I mean, I think Wait, that's just like... Run that by me again? Like, okay. 
So the guy who played on the who was in the Jets who turned the table who was like on her team and oh yeah yeah his, his name was Frederick, Frederick and she couldn't Frederico. remember his name mm-hmm. well Frederick yeah if you remember in Bridesmaids when Kristen Wiig got wasted on the plane and she, he's mm-hmm. like the um, the flight attendant that says go back to your seat man go back to your seat man she's like whatever Stove what kind of name is that he said it's because it's Steve so I thought it was just kind of a oh. slight <laughs> slight slight <laughs> nod to the fact that his name was mispronounced in both movies. But that just made me... Oh, I didn't I'm even a, realize that. And did you notice oh. the guy who came up to her when she was on the bike? The guy, the tourist, that oh, was her husband. husband in real life? Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that, but I didn't, I didn't know that guy. That That's so funny. Oh, and, and P.S. Popeye's bird. is better than... Ki- Popeye's is better than Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, honey. <laughs> Do we even have to, like, date that? Isn't that, like, obvious? Exactly. Um, so, did you notice how funny Rose Byrne was? Oh my God, she was like hilarious. She's I I, I loved like, her. I she was great. Her. I feel bad because she's really funny at being a bitch. When she's like a nice woman, like she was in um, the Annie movie, I did really like her character. But when she's like this bitch that people like talk down to, I love it. I absolutely what? love her as a bitch. <laughs> well, and you could to- you could totally get the chemistry between her and Melissa McCarthy that they had fun together. Oh yeah. And I saw an interview with Melissa McCarthy on GMA, and she was talking about she, every time I turned around, Rose Byrne had another, you know, you know, another pound of hair that was in her wig. You know, so that was kind of like a running <laughs> joke because her wig just kept getting bigger and thicker. So I thought it was that was I thought it was monstrous. And let's not forget, Jason Statham was hilarious in his little part. You know? He was funny, but God, he's so wooden. Like he reminds me of a of a smoldering Keanu Reeves. Like he only maybe has you're thinking, one. Maybe voice. you're thinking of his Woody. Oh girl. <laughs> Kyle's here, everybody, if you didn't realize. Um <laughs> Yeah, he he's gorgeous, but God, he's just so like But that's I, I thought that was part yeah. of his character. I just loved it. It's like you know, every time he came on there, he had to just say how much he's done. As a, I thought he did a really good job. I, overall, I, really, I really enjoyed it. I really thought it was really well yeah. done, very entertaining, not at all pandering, and just kind of like smart humor. And they made her look like a million bucks. And then I still loved oh my God, whenever Rose, Bones, Rose Byrne still made fun of her when she came out all dressed up. She's like, uh, I thought we talked about your luck. What's going on? <laughs> what I thought was really funny was um, – how <laughs> her character was an agent. She was licensed to be an agent. She did all the training. But she reacted to things in a normal way. Like that guy drank that stuff and his like he died. The way he died, she reacted like anybody else would. And you would think that she's an agent. She wouldn't blink an eye and she's like passing out. And um, she's puking and she's just doing all these things. And they're just like, you're hilarious. I wish I was you. Um, the only thing that I thought was a little strange, and I still don't understand, I didn't understand the whole point of Aldo. I didn't get it. I didn't, I still don't get him. I don't, I don't understand. Well, if you watch a lot of, like, I watch a lot of James Bond and a lot of, they've always got the bumbling sidekick who's also a spy, but is just always kind of like, it's that, he's that, um, Play, um, that displaced humor part element part of it. So I thought that's how it was. And then this one, they just made it a little bit of a perv. So it was kind of funny. Hmm. I actually thought at one point when they were locked in um, this thing together, I thought that that was actually Jason Statham with like oh. a face mask. At first, I'm like, maybe that's what it is. I just didn't get well, it. I don't not, understand it. Let's not give too much away. <laughs> we do want people to continue to see it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not giving anything. I just thought it was. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. It's a spy movie. I just figured that was him. But um, but if so anyone can tell from David and I talking right. about it, it's something you definitely should see. If you have any interest in seeing a good comedy with Melissa McCarthy, Spy is a hot ticket to go see. I think. And I yeah. think David agrees. Exactly. So, quick thoughts on Caitlyn Jenner. Go. Uh, chick with a dick. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Kyle for you. 
Um, no, I'm just, I'm not kidding. I mean, it's true, but it's like, the thing is, it's like, this happened, and it's like, I'm kind of, and I applaud her tremendously for doing this. It's, I mean, it's like, for anyone that does this, it's like, it's, mm. it's huge. I mean, the fact that it was Bruce Jenner's, you know, has mm-hmm. gotten into the mainstream. But my thing right now is, David, and honestly, it's like, and it's like, I'm, I'm sick and tired of seeing people post this stuff about, like, you know, what about this hero? What about this? I get it. But it's right. like, this is huge. But it's like, right now, it's like, we need to move on. I mean, it happened. It was big. And it's like, there's other news stories out there. I think just let her live her life. And I know she's doing right. a, a reality show and all that other stuff. But it's like, there is other things in this world going on right now. And I think she's had her moment. And I think it's brave and extraordinary. But I think we need to move on, honestly. And I don't want that to sound harsh that I don't think. But I think she needs to live her life now, you know? We, get, we got right. it. Right? But I think also, too, you did touch on something where people are like, oh, what about soldiers? Anytime we call someone brave or we call someone a hero, anytime it's somebody other than a soldier, somebody brings up the fact that they're soldiers. And let me just say this. Heroes come in many forms. You can be a, a white teacher in the ghetto teaching kids because you want to help them better themselves. And you don't care if they yell at you. You don't care if they try to kill you. You're still going to come there every day and try to teach them you're a fucking hero. If you are a single mother making 20 grand an hour, raising four kids with nobody's help, you make too much for the state, but you can't qualify for any welfare or anything, and you're raising those kids to be good kids, you're a goddamn hero. If you you are an Olympic athlete, 65 years old, everybody's had rumors about you. They've heard rumors about you dressing up and whatnot. You finally come out as transgender. Guess what? You're a fucking hero. Like, every, there's so many different versions of heroes. But just like you said, she made her mark. Now we can move on to other things. But right. let's not forget, she's, this is a story that's been plaguing her for 20, 30 years. So now that no, we have I totally answer, agree. people are pissed. Right. They're like, oh, well, why are we talking about this? Well, you wanted to know for 30 years. Now you know, so what are you complaining about? Well, the thing but that upsets me is that I don't think that – pe- and, and I think – and I I totally 100% agree with everything that you said, that heroes come in many shapes, sizes, and forms. And it's like for people to kind of bring up soldiers, and it's like the thing that I want people to remember is that we're never – it's not that we're saying that this person is a hero – over anyone else. There's never been a, it's not a mm-hmm. competition. And it's like, I don't mm-hmm. think ever, I don't think this country has done a, a, an amazing job. I don't think ever once have we thought that the people that fight for this country are not heroes. I mean, there's not, I right. mean, we may not praise them on a daily basis, but it's like, I highly regard anyone that's fighting for my freedom as a hero. But like you said, mm-hmm. there are other heroes around. You've got parents, you've got teachers, you've got and, you know, people on the streets, people that do the littlest things that help the most people, everybody. I mean, a hero is more than just fighting for your country. And I'm not saying that it's less than, not a competition. I'm just saying, as you said, heroes come in many shapes, sizes, and forms. And we just need to celebrate them all, you know? Right. Right. And I, and I don't want people to get so hung up. I think when people post stuff like that, and I'm going to be 100% honest right now, I think when people post stuff like that, they want other people to see it and give them retweets, uh, share that, like it. They want the most posts. They want the most likes. That's why they do that stuff. They know in their I'm, heart of hearts that there are many heroes, but they're doing that to get attention. That's what I think. I'm going to ta- take it a step further and, and, and maybe kind of be the bad guy in this, but do you think it's just a little bit of homophobia that's going on when they do that as well? No, because they've done it before with other things. It's not just with Caitlyn. They've done it before uh, I'm trying to think of something else that happened, and they're like, well, what about this hero? I, first, I forgot what it was. Oh, there was a, um, I think there was, like, not a football player. He was this um, hockey player or something. He said, because everybody was calling him a hero and stuff like that, and he said, no, our soldiers are heroes. I'm just a sports player. And it's like, damn it, you're an idiot, because there could be a kid on drugs who's really good at basketball. And the only thing that's getting him going is knowing that he wants to play basketball or hockey or whatever, like his favorite person, and you are his hero. So if you're saying that you're not a hero, then guess what? He's going to believe he won't be either. 
So he's going to go back to drugs. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I hate when people, I, I understand people get really uncomfortable when they're called someone's hero or idol or whatever, but if they say that, you have to own it. And you have to be, I understand you know, you're you a human and you don't want to have to live up to someone else's expectations, but you got to own it. You're a public figure, you know? So, I don't know. It's not just about Caitlyn. They, they've done it before with other things, too. So, they okay. don't want people, like Lance Armstrong, they, they called him a hero before they found out about all his stuff and his lies, and they didn't want him being called a hero. They wanted soldiers being called a hero only. It's, like, ridiculous. But So, that's my rant on that. Um, we can talk about the Tony nominations if you want. I have no knowledge about them, but if you want to, I'm sure other people have. So I will leave that up to you. All I want to say is that the, if if anyone is has interest in Broadway and said the Tony Awards are tonight honoring the, it's kind of like the Oscars for Broadway. And um, mm-hmm. since I've moved to New York, I've been very um, lucky to have um, watched many of the nominees. Um, many very talented people and interesting shows. One thing I will say, it's kind of interesting because the, all the nominees for Best Actress in a Play, four of, four of the nominees are all movie or TV stars, and one is an actual like Ooh. theater star. And 10 bucks, oh. I know, the movie star will win. It's going to be Helen Mirren because she's playing the queen in the play The Audience. And and mm-hmm. I, think Helen Mirren's, I think Helen Mirren's great, and she doesn't have a Tony, but I'm thinking, like, girl... We saw you in The Queen. Now you're just doing the same shit on Broadway, and you're better than Tony. Mm. <laughs> Can you do something different? I think, that, I think that actresses who've won Oscars want to win other awards and get into other mediums. That's what I think it is. Because if you think about it, like, one of the things that I'm doing is, um, so with my transition coming up on August 1st, I'm thinking about what I want to do with the rest of my life. And one thing that I want to do is get my book out there and start to do acting roles. But I want to act in stuff that I want to act in and that I created. And I think being an actress at a certain age, you realize, okay, I've conquered movies. Because she's conquered movies. Like, Helen Mirren can do anything. She can do action. She can do comedy. She can do drama. The world of theater, she hasn't conquered. So I'm sure her people are like, let's get you into theater, you conquer that, and then we'll get you into TV after that. Do you know what I mean? Like, she wasn't in TV. She was. She started in a, a show called Prime Suspect, where she was basically Jessica Fletcher meets Scully, you know. But um, she didn't really conquer TV. But I think her getting a Tony is just her putting her stamp on things, you know. So I, I think that's why she's doing The Queen, because it's, you know, she won an Oscar for it, so why shouldn't she win a Tony? It's going to be easy for her, you know. Well, and, and you know, Broadway's a challenge, because you've got a live audience every night, and your your mm-hmm. performance is contingent upon, like, you you have, there's, there's, like, in a movie, you can make a mistake and you take another take. And on, in theater, there's no mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just got to roll with it. So There's no take, I, yeah. I, I definitely applaud her for doing it. Um, the other, the one musical I did want to point out that I saw was called Fun Home, and it's based on Alison Bechdel's graphic novel of the same name about being a lesbian, mm-hmm. growing up as a lesbian with a gay dad who actually killed himself at a, at a you know, in his mid-40s, and her, her life after that. Um, and the musical takes place in both real time and past. It starts off where she's, you know, an adult cartoonist, and then it goes, flashes back to her being a little girl growing up. So there's three phases of her life. There's there's the young Allison, there's the college-age Allison when she discovers that she's a lesbian, has her first experience, and then there's the adult. And all I have to say is it's re- it's a really moving musical, and the little girl who played young Allison was just simply amazing to watch. I mean, she just blew my mind. She was so incredible. And I'm really hoping that, I, I think she may be 10 or 11 years old, and I'm really hoping that she gets the Tony for this because she was just simply amazing in this role. And it's a really great show to see. So that's one of my faves also. So, But it should be a fun show. The Tonys have always been very interesting. You know, the Oscars and the Emmys kind of go in between, but the Tonys have always been kind of interesting. And Kristen Chenoweth and Alan Cumming are hosting so they're going to have lots of musical performances, so it should be a good show. I'm looking forward to it. 
Nice. Um, now, and, and if you think about it, too, if you look at prime time over the last, I don't know, let's say 10, 12 years, major, major celebrities have been, like, has been, let's say, like, let's take Kiefer Sutherland. His movie career was kind of dying, so he went to TV where his acting career kind of started to soar. So I'm thinking theater might be the next television, you know what I mean? Um, More and more people might be flocking to theater to get back their edge, get back Mm -hmm. their, their name, and also... With theater, let's just be honest, you're right there. You don't have to pay, you know, 10, 15 bucks to see somebody on a big screen. You're paying, I don't know, 100 bucks and you're seeing them right there, right in front of you, you know. And I think that that's going to help their fan base too, you know. Well, not only that, Um, I think that um, it does help them because it kind of gets them in touch with who their audiences are. But the second thing mm -hmm. is... When you have people of that caliber, caliber going to Broadway, you get more people mm-hmm. seeing shows. You get more people seeing mm-hmm. shows, and I think that's, that in itself is amazing. You know, because not that, not that Broadway is dying, but it helps with the revenue. It helps with keeping theater alive when people, people of that caliber will come to Broadway and do a show and bring in that audience and bring in a new, a new audience to kind of view it. You know, we went to see this show called... Um, an act of God, which basically starts, it starts Jim Parsons in, uh, from Big Bang Theory, and he plays the voice of God. God comes and inhabits Jim Parsons' voice, and he gives us the new commandments. It's kind of like a testament to what's going on in the world today. And you can tell in mm-hmm. the audience, a lot of those people in the audience were Sheldon Cooper fans. I mean, you could just tell. Oh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, still, it packed the house. And if these people are paying mm-hmm. upwards of $100, it's like they don't care to pay $100. They're going to go see Jim Parsons mm-hmm. in a great show. And you know what? They're seeing it on Broadway, and it's amazing. And the show is pretty darn good. And they might, and they might bump into a master, or he may do a signing right there. You know, you never know. Yeah. Never know. So that's amazing. I think that that's going to be the new hot ticket now. Uh, I'm going to be honest. So I don't know. If I start to see J Lo up in Broadway, I might say no. But I mean, if Julia <laughs> Roberts is on Broadway, maybe. You know, um, Julia Roberts has been on Broadway. I uh, I know, but. I, I have, I'm pissed that I didn't see Nicole Kidman on Broadway. But gotcha. also, too, if you think about it, it reignites their career, too, because their movie career, because if you're hot on Broadway and you just won a Tony, now you have buzz again. So you're in people's minds. So maybe you're getting movie offers all over again, you know? So who knows? Well, um, except for Captain Oh, bless her heart. Where has she been? Oh, I mean, I really love her. I do, but that woman's fallen off the world. Like even Michael Douglas, he's starting to take supporting roles. Like he's in the new Ant Man. He's working. Where the hell is she? Oh, I don't know. That's hard. Um, so we're gonna keep this short because Baby Boy has to go. But um, before we leave, was there any topic that you wanted to discuss? or anything? Um, I don't really have any other topics. The only thing I wanted to see is, like, since summer is approaching us, it's like, do you have any big summer plans? <laughs> so I think the biggest summer plan is um, I'm actually legally changing my name. Um, that's, like, the biggest thing because it kind of disrupted everything else. So because mm-hmm. I'm changing my name, I had to order my birth certificate last week. And I'm going to be, it actually really costs, it costs $165 to change your name. Seriously. Um, So I'm doing that next week, well, this week, actually. And then uh, I have to change my license, I have to get a new license picture, I have to change my social security card. Having to change all that is preventing me now from traveling because I don't want to travel with the wrong identification so I was going to go to the YNR fan club thing but that's not an option anymore so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to do more day trips uh, this summer and just kind of stick locally Get uh, mm-hmm. it's summertime in Boston so I want to get reacquainted with the city again and do some of the things that I did before when I lived here like 
um, sit in the middle of Boston Common and have a picnic by myself or something. I have been going to brunch a lot, and I have been going out to dinner by myself a lot more this time around. I just don't want to be one of these people who has to wait for, I have to wait for my friend, you know. Um, it's almost like the opposite of you, actually, because you're always going out with your friends, and I'm like, eh, I don't want to wait for anybody. I just want to go, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, and it's funny because I don't know if there's, like, a lonely person section in every restaurant, but I seem to get that section. Uh, <laughs> last time I went to um, a restaurant, I was there, and I'm sitting down, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, huh, everybody else is by themselves. This is the pathetic section. Okay. Um, the place that I go to Taco Tuesdays, they actually told me that they made me VIP, which means I don't have to pay for drinks. And what that means is I don't have to pay for the lemonade they make me because, you know, I don't drink. So they charge me for the tacos, but not the lemonade. And then make my service fast. And yeah, so. But that's all I'm doing, just getting reacquainted with the city and my friends and myself. What about you? What are your big plans this summer? We know, you know, David, I usually find it's like if I ever go out to dinner alone, which is like several times because there's a lot of, I, I kind of, I, I like it better here in New York than I did in San Francisco, but it's like I, instead of sitting at a table, I always go <gasps> to the bar because I usually meet someone there, mm. you know? It's always kind of fun. Mm. You could chat with the bartender. People always are uh, having drinks around you. It's, I like, cause, and most places let you eat at the bar. You can eat at the bar as you could anywhere else. So it's like, I think it's like, wow, mm. I pick up a table. I can just sit at the bar and I, and I inevitably meet someone every time I go there. Not in a, you know, weird way, but just someone just like to chat with. And after it's done, it's, it's yeah. fun. Um, yeah. But for me, for this, um, I have my work. Um, our vacation expires on July 10th, so if whatever hours you accrue that you didn't use, they go away. So I have to take it, Oof. and I have and I have 88 hours, which is roughly 11 Oof. days that um, I need to spend. But um, so I'm thinking about going to San Francisco for a week to see my friends. Nice. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it because I, I I was like debating: do I go? Do I stay 10 days? That's a long time, but. If I take, like, three of those weekdays and go to Tahoe with another friend of mine, then that kind of, like, relaxes and it kind of, like, breaks up the time. But I'm going there to, like, meet with old coworkers and just see my friends that I hadn't seen since November. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of feeling a little homesick, so I need to go and see them. Yeah, but you just said that you like New York better than San Francisco. No, I no, I said I like No, no, I said I like dining alone better in New York. You did not did say that. You said, I yes, like I it did. better. That's what you said. But I, was that tape. I was referencing dining alone. Okay, so you were referencing it, but you didn't say that, girl. Well, I thought you were following the trail of conversation. Listeners, listeners, you rewind that and you listen. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. I said, when I find myself in that situation, when I go out to dinner alone, I like to sit at the bar. I like it better in New York than I do in San Francisco. It had all the same thing. It had something to do with dining alone. End of story. It's okay. Don't try to um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's don't, okay. Don't, uh, San don't try to let me badmouth my Bay Area. <laughs> San Francisco, he left you. He don't care about you. And Uh-oh. let me just tell you, San Francisco, <laughs> I saw San Andreas, and I want nothing to do with San Francisco, just to let you know. <laughs> nothing to do with that city. Holy shit. I'm terrified of that city. Oh, my God. I didn't see but I, I will be watching did, Full House. But I did see that. I did hear that Kylie Minogue has, like, a two-minute cameo, and her last words are, get out of my way, which is ironic because it's the name of one of her songs. <laughs> I thought, what queen uh, wrote this? Yes. <laughs> she she was fun in the four minutes of on-screen time she had. Um, yeah. Yeah, that movie scared the shit out of me. I'm never going to San Francisco. You're lucky I'm even going to visit California, okay? Because that <laughs> movie was terrifying. And I cried like four times. The Rock was amazing. He is actually an actor, which, who knew that? And, yeah, I'm just, I'm terrified of San Francisco. Never going. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's 
that's basically it. I want to get you out on time, and I just which I'm I appreciate. Thank to, you. Uh, of course, I'm looking forward to a fun week, and yeah, that's it. So, wait, where's Michael? Anyways, you can. You didn't even. Oh, uh, she's in Las Vegas. Did he really get married? Making bad decisions. No. Oh, okay. He's gay, girl. He he would marry no, a boy. Did you, I, did you I see still marry a the girl. comedian? Did you see the comedian that he had the picture with? I was talking about this earlier. Look on his page. There's a there's a guy he's in a picture with. I drool. The guy is so hot. Oh, is a comedian named Peter Lee. Um, yeah, so gorgeous. But yeah, that that's all for today. Um, I will talk to everybody online, and you, like I said, always you can talk to me at d o q u i n n seven six on Twitter. You can follow Kyle and tell him what a bitch he is at uh, <laughs> Kylie SF, which he he wants. He told me that he wants to change it to Kylie NYC. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, he'll never change it. And you can always follow Michael at um, MP Grosso. And always you can follow Dallas. And his is a long one, so it's O-D-A-A-T underscore web series. And that's it for our show today. Kyle, have a wonderful week. I will talk to you next week. And um, You as yeah. well. All right. Bad girl. Thank you guys for listening. Hi. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk Radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.